Tim Bale is Deputy Director of UK and a Changing Europe. He joins me on the programme this morning. Hello, Tim. Morning. Hello from Bournemouth. I'm sitting on the pier. Oh, lucky old Jew. Stop showing off. Tell me <laughs> about this, this, this Luxembourgian welcome. I think, I think we'll all be a bit nervous setting foot in Luxembourg if that's the way they welcome our Prime Minister. Yeah, well, according to Luxembourg, uh, they were due to hold the press conference outside, but uh, Boris Johnson's people objected to the fact that uh, he could be heckled from there and wanted to pull it to uh, an inside venue. Mm. Uh, and the Luxembourgois said that they couldn't manage that and it would have to be outside, at which point um, Boris's people pulled in from the press conference. Right, and, well, I'm uh, going to stop you right there, Tim, and I'm going to say, listen, we're all used to, we've watched a million times, um, 10 Downing Street, where they lug out the lectern and then mm. they lug out the small wooden thing that they climb on and then they lug out the camera <laughs> and they schlep out whatever they've got to do. We've all done that ourselves. We all do that. You know, you, you, are we having a barbecue? Aren't we having a barbecue? You take the table in, you take the table out. You know, we do that. So we put the cushions out, we bring them back in again, you go and buy a few more from Sainsbury's for 11 quid, then you put them in again because you don't want them to get wet. They could have done that for Boris. Surely they could have taken the lectern from outside to inside, couldn't they? Yeah, who knows? But maybe it's symbolic of the whole Brexit thing, right? You know, the the (laughs) UK is always wanting kind of special arrangements, uh, wanting to change things at the last minute. And, uh, you know, they're getting fed up with it. So perhaps it's a metaphor for Brexit as a whole. I mean, um, uh, Laura Kunzberg said Boris could not have stood at that lectern. He would have been heckled, Mm. you know, beyond beyond endurance. It would have been a complete disaster. As it turns out, it was an utter disaster, really, that he was empty lecterned and not there at all. That was also terrible, wasn't it? It was. And I think it's interesting when you listen to the playback of Xavier Bettel's uh, remarks. I mean, he does seem genuinely <laughs> angry, to be honest. Yes. It, it, it doesn't seem as if this is some sort of set up and he's being sort of quietly and uh, sort of brutally ironic. I mean, he, he seems genuinely exasperated, which, uh, you know, may say something about, about the fact that it wasn't necessarily a stitch up. It was something that was unplanned. OK, I'm going to ask a question I've never asked before on, on, on the BBC. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is a premiere for this question. Uh, what do we think of Xavier Bettel? I mean, did we even know much about this dude before? Suddenly, he's a right character, isn't he? Uh, he is. Actually, Luxembourg has a, a tradition of um, fairly kind of a character <laughs> prime ministers. He's not the he's not the first one. So, I mean, you know, it, it, what is interesting, I think, is whether his frustration, and I think it was frustration, is reflected among the other leaders of the EU27. Mm. Maybe this is, you know, someone actually fortunately or unfortunately letting out in public what they feel in private and I I think that will be interesting because clearly the kind of personal chemistry and the dynamics they do matter to these negotiations especially if they're last minute affairs like this one will be. In other words that's not at all promising yet yesterday at the beginning of the day we had Boris saying I passionately that's a direct quotation from the Prime Minister I passionately believe I will get a deal and by the evening after that kind of uh, uh, whatever you want to call it ambush or whatever he got at Luxembourg Mm which certainly wasn't a piece of cake and a cup of tea or anything nice like that. Um, he was still telling Laura Kunzberg on the BBC, you know, I still think I'm going to get a deal. And we, we, we had Ramsey Jones, David Cameron's advisor on the programme this morning on this show, saying he thinks it won't be no deal, it will be bow deal. And I don't know whether you think that's right. Uh, well, I mean, I think when Boris Johnson says that an outline of a deal, you know, is gradually emerging, he, he may have something there. I, I think, uh, you know, we may be moving to a situation 
situation where whether we call it that or not, uh, we're moving to a, a, an all-Ireland backstop. In mm-hmm. other words, drawing the border down the Irish Sea, although, of course, the DUP will object to that. We might not actually be able to call it that. There might be some fudging around there. But there is a question but, but, but as to DUP, whether he can get that through Parliament. Sorry, Tim, is it fair to say the DUP are, are, are slightly shifting in a way that they sort of imply they never would? They, they're, they're being... <laughs> a tiny little bit more amenable to some kind of wiggle room or is that not fair to say? Well, we've got briefings. We've got briefings from, you know, some DUP sources saying that there might be some wiggle room. But I mean, it's, it's difficult to imagine still, I think, even if that were the case, this deal going through Parliament. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to think about, well, how many Labour MPs are going to support it? Are those 21 um, previous Tory MPs going to support it? Mm-hmm. Are the DUP going to support it? If you, if you go back to the maths in Parliament, it still doesn't look that good mm-hmm. for, a, for a deal. Obviously, there'll be a great deal and uh, you know of relief and a huge sigh of relief, indeed, if he manages to get one. But I think the parliamentary arithmetic is terribly tight. And actually, even if it weren't, I think it'd be quite difficult to get the whole thing put to bed by the 31st of October. And then this extraordinary moment where the Prime Minister says to Laura Kunzberg on the telly last night, we will be leaving on the 31st of October. And she says, but what if it's against the law? And what if Parliament votes Mm. this? And what if this? And what if that? And what do you mean? And he says, we will be leaving on the 31st of October. And she says, but how? How will you leave? How can you leave? And and he says, we will be... What is is he talking about? What's going on there, for goodness sake? Well, the game is still um, that uh, it's better to threaten Brussels with leaving in order to make them blink at the last minute. I mean, there doesn't seem to be much indication that that will work, but I think that still is the game plan. So once you've got with that as Boris Johnson clearly has he's got to stick with it you know because any movement away from that is going to make Brussels think well you know he's not actually that serious about it and according to him that will mean that they're less likely to do a deal so when she says how and he ignores it is that because he doesn't know how <laughs> well, unless they've got some secret plan of how to... Um, Don't you, you know, think, uh, though, politics has reached a pretty pass when people like you and people like me and everybody else listening starts to hope that there is, in inverted commas, a secret plan? Everybody <laughs> keeps talking about a secret plan, but nobody knows what the secret plan could possibly be. Is it because it's all just so impossibly difficult you start to pray for a secret plan? Well, it could be that, but I. What about I a genie? Think... I mean, it's just before Christmas. We're almost in the panto season. What about you rub a lamp and suddenly a genie comes out? Could that well, be the I secret mean, plan? Well, it could be, but I think there is something serious going on here. I mean, you know, we have got to a pretty pass when we, we can't get out of a prime minister a guarantee that he is going to obey the law. And and for some people, I think you know that that is pretty serious. And that's why this case at the Supreme Court that's going over the next three days will be absolutely fascinating to watch. Well, thanks so much for joining us. We really enjoyed it. Tim Bale there, Deputy Director of UK Interchange.